the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know, you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Wednesday evening and all day Thursday is Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Why do Jews feel this is the holiest day of the year? And why should this holy day be important to Christians, too? Let's pray first. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you. And this is a wonderful season that you have made your appointed times for us to meet with you and do certain things. And so, Lord, what a blessing it is to uh, follow you, to be encouraged by you, and and really to uh, seek your face uh, during this time. I'm, I'm praying for great revival, salvation, great opportunities for people to share. Lord, help all of us, Father, just be in the middle of, of what you are doing, Father. We give you all the praise and glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. So I pray that if this radio program ministers to you, you'll consider a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. For that, call Karen at 813-831-5673. And I certainly appreciate your prayerful and financial involvement. And also, I'd like to mention that um, this Wednesday evening at 7 p.m., and Thursday at 11 a.m., we will be broadcasting on Facebook Live um, our Yom Kippur services. Now, you can find us at facebook.com backslash Shoresh David or Shoresh David, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, David, and uh, you will find us. Now, um Look, we'd love for you to have a party and invite people over, especially Jewish people who don't know the Lord, to these services. That would be amazing. I had somebody let me know they had a party of six women uh, last week. Watch our 
uh, Rosh Hashanah service. Uh, that's the kind of thing we want to hear. So please consider doing that. Now, Yom Kippur is the second in the fall feast. It's the Day of Atonement. It's found in Leviticus 23, which we will see a little later on. And it, the month is Tishri, uh, the 10, because it's the 10th day of the month on the Hebrew calendar. All right? And this is the holy day before Sukkot, the last one. Sukkot is the last one mentioned in Leviticus 23. And I think we need to do a quick review before we specifically speak about Yom Kippur, okay? Uh, First of all, if you were to turn to Leviticus 23, you would see that the first of the feasts is actually the Shabbat, the Sabbath. And then we go from there to Pesach, Passover, which is uh, Yeshua is the fulfillment. It's about the Passover lamb, and his death brings us atonement and eternal life. It's fulfilled in Yeshua. All the spring feasts are fulfilled in Yeshua. Hag HaMatzot is unleavened bread. Normally that is connected to Passover, but we eat unleavened bread, symbolic of us removing leaven or sin from our lives. As a result of knowing the atonement we have received in Yeshua and obviously fulfilled in Yeshua. The third one in the spring is Bikurim, which is first fruits, and it commemorates the resurrection of Yeshua. So from death to life, a promise to us too. Yeshua is the first fruit, and we will be the first fruit after him, and obviously that's fulfilled in Yeshua. Normally not considered a... A appointed time or a festival or anything is called is the counting of the Omer. That happens between Passover, the 50 days between Passover and Shavuot, uh, the Feast of Weeks. Now, and uh, there's a tremendous anticipation daily as we count the Omer, which it says to do in Scripture. And then Shavuot is the Feast of Weeks. The law was given, the Spirit was given, and fulfilled in Yeshua. So, it, fantastic. These are the spring feasts. Now, the interesting thing about the fall feasts is they are yet to be fulfilled. The fall holy days look towards Yeshua's return, his final judgment, and world redemption. So, last week, we talked about Rosh Hashanah. And uh, it's called the Feast of Trumpets, really, which is Yom Teruah. And um, it's considered the Jewish New Year. We blow the shofars, and it could be the time of Yeshua's return, where uh, he comes, you know, in, in the sky, in the clouds, with that shofar blast. God is seeking to awake us from spiritual slumber. And then Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, falls 10 days after Rosh Hashanah. And that we will talk about, but normally what is done is we fast and we humble ourselves in prayer. We repent. We ask for God to forgive us. And, that you know, that could be the time of the last call for Israel's salvation and really for the world. And then, finally, Sukkot which is coming up in a few days, 
Feast of Tabernacles. It's the 15th day of the month on the Hebrew calendar. And it also is called Zman Simchatenu, which is a time of our rejoicing. And in this, we observe by building a temporary shelter or booth or tabernacle. Now, the interesting thing is that we know also our bodies are temporary, right? And uh, yet Yeshua gathers us up and our temporary body, so so to speak, is no longer, but we are now with God forever, rejoicing in him forever. And so we see uh, that God collects us. He he tabernacles with us. And uh, so that that's very exciting. And none of these three obviously have happened yet in the full sense of the words. And so we're believing that these fall feasts or fall appointments with God will be coming. Now, currently, we're in the 10 days of awe, the time between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and this is a time for serious introspection, a time to consider the sins of the previous year and repent before the time of Yom Kippur. So this is the holiest day in the Jewish calendar, and it is spent usually as I mentioned, fasting, prayer, and confession. And Yom Kippur is probably the most important holiday on the, uh, in the Jewish calendar. Many Jews who don't observe anything, any other Jewish custom, will f- refrain from work, they'll fast, and they'll uh, possibly even attend synagogue uh, on Yom Kippur. The name Yom Kippur means, as I've mentioned, Day of Atonement, and that pretty much explains this appointment with God. It's a day set aside. In Scripture, it says to afflict the soul, which would mean to atone for the sins of the past year. The traditional thought is that on Yom Kippur, the judgment entered in God's books is sealed. This day is essentially your last appeal, your last chance to change the judgment to demonstrate your repentance and make amends. So, as a generalization, the Jewish people are so close to God and yet so far away. And especially the ones who have a real zeal for God. You know, Yom Kippur, as I mentioned, we can read about it. In Leviticus 23, starting with verse 26, Adonai spoke to Moses, saying, However, the tenth day of the seventh month is Yom Kippur, a holy convocation to you, so you are to afflict yourselves. You are to bring an offering made by fire to Adonai. You are not to do any kind of work on that set day, For it is Yom Kippur to make atonement for you before Adonai your God. For anyone who does not deny himself on that day must be cut off from his people. Anyone who does any kind of work on that day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You should do no kind of work. It is a statute forever throughout your generations, in all your dwellings. 
It is to be a Shabbat of solemn rest for you, and you are to humble your souls. On the ninth day of the month, in the evening, from evening until evening, you are to keep Shabbat. So, you can see the seriousness of this holy day from God, right? Okay, so the first thing is you're to attend some services. That's what a holy convocation is. Secondly, an offering by fire, and I always say that this is like an offering in our heart for for the Lord. Three, you deny yourself, afflict your souls, fast, humble yourself. Number four, no work. It's mentioned three times, and you or anybody else around you, and this is forever and from a generation to generation and wherever you live. And you are to observe Yom Kippur, as I said, forever, on the seventh month, the tenth day. So, you can see that as believers, uh, our Yom Kippur service is very similar to the traditional uh, Jewish service. We treat it as a serious rest day. We are at services all day long. God reveals to you that you've sinned. You ask uh, for uh his his atoning work in you by humbling yourself and afflicting your flesh the difference is that we know that god provides forgiveness through yeshua our high priest who did all the work we come to him repent and he forgives us the way i look at it after we repent it's safe now to enter into his presence and into his love Even many believers have trouble with this as they think they are not good enough to enter his presence. And Yom Kippur is about being cleansed and then learning how to receive God's love. And that's a good lesson for all of us. It's very sad to me that most Jewish people don't see it. They treat Yom Kippur as a solemn day. Most Jews follow the traditions However, the understanding of Yom Kippur prophetically is mostly not in their thoughts. You know, if you look at Leviticus 16, which has a very long description of Yom Kippur, it's it's really wonderful. Listen closely as you find out that there is a need for a high priest. You know, when Jewish people say to you, oh, I don't need anyone to go to God. Well, that's not Jewish, <laughs> even though they think it is. Uh, they don't realize that we've always had someone to bring us closer to God. And so, speaking of the high priest, let's look at Leviticus 16, 16. So he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel, because of their transgressions for all their sins. And so he shall do the tabernacle of meeting, which remains among them in the midst of their uncleanness. There shall be no man in the tabernacle of meeting when he goes in to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out, that he may make atonement for himself, for his household, and for all the assembly of Israel. Now, that's the high priest, and he makes atonement. Now, our high priest, meaning Yeshua the Messiah, doesn't have to make atonement for himself because he's perfect. He's sinless. Amen? 
So, uh, but listen, in this time of description, no one is with him, and your sins were atoned for because of what the high priest had done. Amen. So the foundation of Yeshua's atoning work at, at Yom Kippur is found best in the new covenant. Who would have thought, right? Hebrews 9, starting with 11. But before we do that, remember the verse in Leviticus 17, 11, that it's by reason of uh, its blood, by reason of the life that makes atonement. So with that as the backdrop, let's look at Hebrews 9, 11. When Messiah appeared as Kohen Kadol, which is the high priest, of the good things that have now come, passing through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, he entered into the holies, holies once for all, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling those who have been defiled sanctify for the cleansing of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Messiah, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Is this amazing? This is in Hebrews, right? And in verse 15 of this, it says, For this reason, he is the mediator of a new covenant, in order that those called may receive the promised eternal inheritance, since a death has taken place that redeems them from violations under the first covenant. Verse 16, For where there is a covenant, the death of the one who made it must be established, for a covenant is secured upon the basis of dead bodies, since it has no strength as long as the one who made it lives. That is why not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. So uh, this is is pretty exciting, I think, to me. And, and, and if you add that to Romans 3.23, which says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, they are set right as a gift of grace through the redemption that is in Messiah Yeshua. God set forth Yeshua as an atonement through faith in his blood to show his righteousness in passing over sins already committed through God's forbearance he demonstrates his righteousness and at the present time that he himself is just and also the justifier of the one who puts his trust in Yeshua okay there you have it from the new covenant so really we we get a great sense of Yom Kippur not only from the Hebrew scriptures but from the new covenant as well and you know on the cross Yeshua was displayed as our sacrifice atonement and the fulfillment of what Yom Kippur is all about so what a blessing this truly is and uh I'd love for you to come to our uh, Yom Kippur services, it would be fantastic. Now, if you are sharing with Jewish people, let me give you a quick 
a thought on how to share with Jewish people about this. Number one, you have to let them know that we're all sinners before God. And you find that in Ecclesiastes 7.20, which says, there's not a righteous person on the earth who does what is good and doesn't sin. Then secondly, you have to explain the problem with sin. Not just that it's sin, it's, it creates a problem with God. In Isaiah 59, 2, we learn that sin separates us from God. It says, your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. It's also important to tell Jewish people and really everybody that maybe the reason that you're not hearing God's voice is because you're sinning and not repenting right? And then number three, we must repent. Nehemiah 9.28. When they repented and cried out to you, you heard from heaven, and according to your compassion, you delivered them many times. What a blessing to understand and know the scripture. So, then we see that God wants to forgive us and redeem us with his great love. And we see this in Isaiah 53, verse 6. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own way. So the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Who has the Lord laid our sins on? Obviously, it's Yeshua. But if you're sharing with somebody, let the Jewish person answer the question. Don't tell them. And if he says, I don't know, well, let's read some more. Uh, Because it says that someone took our sins upon themselves. Who was it? Isaiah, let's continue reading in Isaiah 53, 11 and 12. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous, and he will bear their iniquities. He poured out his soul to death. And was counted with transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. Okay, now do you know who it is? Uh, Okay, so this is God's servant, a righteous one, who died and was counted with sinners. Look at that. And he bore the sin of many, and, and he interceded to God for the sinners. Okay, I think most people will get it. So, look, this it, the fall feasts are not only for Jewish people, they're for everybody. Because in this picture, uh, Rosh Hashanah, it's about the Lord returning with a shofar blast, waking us up from just being complacent. And Yom Kippur is that final time to accept Yeshua uh, for the atonement of our sins, um, and and people need to receive Yeshua. We should be sharing. And Sukkot, we'll talk about that next week. But as I said, it is when God gathers us up together and we tabernacle with him. But we'll talk a lot more about Sukkot next week. You know, I pray that this radio program ministers to you and that you'll consider a monthly pledge. It's really going to help us stay on the air Uh, Call Karen, would you, at 813-831-5673. Leave a message on our uh, machine if if you don't reach her. Uh, I appreciate 
all the prayerful support and all the financial involvement that that many of you give us to help us stay on the air. And as you can see, uh, my messages are on Facebook Live and YouTube, and, and you can find them Friday night and Saturday morning. And Tuesday evening, we have prayer meeting at 6.30. It's also broadcasted. And invite a Jewish pre-believer to watch our Yom Kippur services this Wednesday evening at 7 and this Thursday morning at 11. You can find us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com backslash Sharesh David. Love for you also to visit. That would be tremendous. Well, look, join in me as and in prayer as we close. May the Lord be your first priority. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of the Messiah, which is to reach the Jewish people and then to reach all people with the good news of what the Lord has done to bring us salvation and eternal life. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.